Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Dynasty Sports Podcast. Um, today, we have got some very enthralling topics for you today, largely surrounding the MLB lockout, as there have been many discussions in the past week. Uh, and, um, yeah, okay, so why don't we start? Yeah, okay. Um, let's start off with some NHL news, and then we'll go into no, MLB. No, you know what? I think we'll start with the lockout. No? I feel like yeah. I agree. start with MLB. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Let's start with okay, MLB. let's get out okay. of the way this relatively smaller piece of news, which is that Derek Jeter has stepped down as the CEO of the Miami Marlins. Uh, I think this is due to the fact that they kind of saw the franchise heading in different directions, and Jeter. Yeah, and they suck. I mean, their pitching rotation. They're on a good trajectory. Derek Derek Jeter is a man who wants to be a part of a good winning team if he's going to be on the business side of it. True, which true. the Marlins are still young and they're obviously they're they're going to be very good, but they're still young and still need a couple more years of development until they can be contenders. So Yeah, you're that's, absolutely right. And I think um he's going to end up with the Yankees, right? Like come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, I mean there's no way he does. Stop messing around. Yeah. Just just go yeah. to the Yankees, man. That's where you belong. That like, is where yeah. he belongs. Yeah. There, Stephen A. Smith was on our like... Jeff Passan about it. He was like going crazy. He was like, Derek Jeter, please go back to the Yankees. He was going crazy. And I agree with Stephen A. Go back to the Yankees. And it's cool. and it's just yeah. like how Michael Jordan doesn't really have any place in Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. You know? He like should he, own the yeah. Chicago Bulls. No, but, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't. But he doesn't. Once that and, old man um... dies, Jerry Reinsdorf. Whoa, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know. That was kind of out of pocket, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's time to talk about the lockout. No, yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Where do we even start? Where do we okay. even begin? I am very start, disappointed start, in this league. Let Let's start with how. Uh, just a quick recap. Uh, a couple months ago, the MLB decided to lock out the players. It was in They couldn't agree on a new CBA. Uh, that was completely up to the MLB and its owners. Um, you know, they hadn't had any conversations for I, I like over a month, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they started talking, didn't get very far. And then the MLB set a deadline. It was the deadline was supposed to be two days ago, um, where they like they. It was under their own terms, so it's not like it was just like a hard deadline because a schedule wouldn't work. That if the uh, MLBPA, the Players Association, didn't agree to their deal, that the MLB was going to cancel regular season games and they wouldn't reschedule them. Players wouldn't get paid for them. Um, and then talks were kind of well. It sounded like talks were starting to heat up a little bit and get a bit closer, so the MLB extended their deadline to 5 p.m. the next day, and then on that day, uh, there was a lot of disappointment, because apparently talks had yeah. not actually gone that far. You know. And then, uh, now the first two series of the MLB season for each team has been cancelled, so that, I don't know, that ranges anywhere from five to eight games for all the teams. Is this um, okay? Is this season going to end? I think that's our big no. unit question. No. Good. Is this season going to not happen? No. Yeah. There will be a yeah. season. A hundred percent there's going to be a season because th- that would just be to miss 162 games. For yeah. Third. Well, they're so, they're so money hungry right now that it's like they're not just going to do all of this to cancel the season and then just get no money at all. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a matter of like how many games are going to be played here. Because, like, yeah. fans want to full, like, before, even during COVID, like, they could have had more games during that shortened season and, and whatever. Um, but they didn't. And now there's no excuse to have a shortened season at all. And, you know, especially after that recent shortened season, uh, it, it just, it makes it so much worse. I mean, yeah, like, you know, the- if they go out and they play 150 games, that's still a lot. That's great. But, like, you know, I think... Um, they're supposed to play 162, and there's no reason why they should be playing any less than that this season. Yeah. Well, there is a reason. And... <laughs> but what do you mean? I, I know, but I'm but I'm saying it in terms of like, you know, there there's no real like, COVID is not an issue affecting the season. The True. only thing that's affecting the season is is this the damn lockout from everybody. 
Yeah. So, right now, opening day is scheduled for April 7th. I feel yeah. like it's going to get delayed more, but... Yeah, the, I think The problem, good. again, the problem is, is that the fact that they don't have a deadline just means they're not going to negotiate as often, which is, like, it's really upsetting, because... Yeah. They Okay, take today off. That's fine. You stayed up till 3 a.m., you got maybe four hours of sleep. I'm okay with that. Take today off. But then tomorrow... You should be right back at it, 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. Like, I don't care. Like, this is a pressing, pressing issue. Like, yeah. I know it's your off-season, players, but now it's getting longer. You, you don't need any more time of break. It's time to go in there, and it's time to negotiate. And I, they're, they're going to back down, and it's extremely unfortunate. Yeah, like right now it's supposed to be spring training. And yeah. We still right, need- now, right now, we should have been... Uh, watching the Blue Jays play four or five games up to this point. And, you know what's uh, the absolute best? You know, when the Jays, Leafs, and Raptors are all playing at the same time. Yeah, and exactly. Yes. It's not happening. We haven't seen that in so long because of COVID. And this year, it was set up perfectly. And, you know, yeah. baseball went ahead and ruined it. So it's unfortunate, truly. I think it's 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 very upsetting. And it's it's hard not to be frustrated with everyone involved. Yeah. But, For sure. Okay. I, we were having this debate a little bit before, uh, but I mean, I think, I think like Max, I know I do, and I think Max agrees with me that yeah, I think at this point, it's starting to become more on the players than it is the owner. I don't think so. I think it's yeah, equal. If either one would, if, if if either one would just simply conform a little bit to the other one's views or ideas, then this would be over. But neither of them are doing that, and that's Except- why. It just like the owners already have though, like that's the how thing. so? How uh, so? Yeah. Like oh. the the playoff format. But the playoffs, they compromised on that. Players didn't want but, to extend, and owners wanted fourteen. They compromised. On I understand, but my point is, it shows that at least the owners will were willing to negotiate and go but down so a little. Yes, yeah, so were the players. No, what do you haven't. mean? But they just did in that example you gave. They wanted no, because all of their major issues, like they won't back down. I mean. Listen, on like the CBT, where the owners were offering like thirty-five million dollars. Sorry, what what was it again? They were offering. Like, yeah, yeah, pre arbitration. They're obviously they were like the owners were offering like thirty, thirty-five million dollars, and the players wanted eighty-five. Because it's and, extreme lowball, like it, it's yeah, but eighty-five and not and not being willing to budge on that, like that's no, they were they were willing to be willing to budge, but they didn't get a fair offer. But okay, so like why not give a counter offer? Like, because they, they, the MLB was like, this is our final offer. You can't give a counter Plus, offer. Plus, also, the players the players wanted the 12-team playoff. No, they didn't. They wanted 10 teams. Nope. The players did not uh, expand the playoffs. I don't, I don't think that's true. No, they didn't. <laughs> it is true. And the but, CBT no, offer that the owners gave was laughable. They didn't want to increase it at all. Just do the simple the aspect of inflation. How is that laughable, Max? Eighty-five. Like that's way. No, Max, I'm not talking. Or 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 the or the minimum salaries. Like it's. Talking about the the, the players are asking for too much. Like it's just. What are they they asking for? What's the amount? Every everything that we just just everything that they're asking for within the CBA is just it's it's too much. Like isn't because okay? Can I just explain why they need a lot of money in pre-arbitration to knock that off the list? Players make zero when they're in the minor leagues. They make mm-hmm. like $12,000 a year if they're lucky, which is insane. So they need to come up in the MLB and for sure make a lot of money. They have to, or else, you know, they're basically working a job where they're living under the poverty line for like more than five years, which is ridiculous. So they can't survive off of that. They need a lot of money when they come up to make it worthwhile, which is why they need a lot of money in pre-arbitration. And $35 million is not enough. It's not. Think of it like this: like the the the, the players in the minor leagues are lo- minimum wage workers, and the MLB um, the MLB like, association but how is thirty five million dollars not enough. Because Max, they're not total. Just... Wait, what do you mean? Like okay, if if they did agree to the like on the players' terms, like then what is what do all those guys' salaries become? Like, uh, okay, um, I need to I need to check back on that because 
I don't think it's a lump sum through $35 million. I, I really doubt that. I think it would be, you know, more of a divided up thing. But, like, I, I think maybe it's something similar to a signing bonus, like, every year that they need because they were just living in poverty. Like, doesn't it, like, how, it, I just don't, it's tough for me to understand your perspective. they're also, also going into this year, though, the, uh, the teams are gonna have to provide housing sure, this for year, players. Yes. That's great. So, but the past, you know, Nolan, if you were to, to lower your ask a little bit, Nolan, you know how you're going to the Maccabi games this year. Yes. Imagine if you were in this situation, man. You were getting paid. You were getting paid below minimum wage, working one of the hardest jobs on the planet, busting your arse one every of the day. Jobs. Work like I, I mean like physicality. You have to keep up you have to keep up an amazing physique and that costs I a lot of money. One of the hardest jobs. Well okay. baseball is the hardest sport, or at least hitting a baseball is the hardest. No, I know, but you like, don't have to read into every little thing I say, that's not my point. Like you oh, would oh, oh one 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 second. It's it's just for a bonus pool for an entire team. Oh it's not the player gets thirty five million dollars. Because when you're in pre arbitration you know, you're barely making anything, right? You're and making minimum. Yeah. So that makes sense that they should get some bonuses because, again, they've been living under the poverty line for the past... Again, like, imagine if you were in that situation, and you'd want the absolute same thing. And these owners are billionaires. They're all billionaires. Like, you have to think of it that way as opposed to just being like, Max Scherzer makes $45 million, so all players do. And all players are rich. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then... Why is he the only one arguing for that? He's not. They have, well, they, have kinda... 30, they have 30 representatives. He's one of them. Yep. And A lot of them are players who don't make that much money who need this. Right? Let... Wait, so if, if not the... all... The... And they're arguing on behalf of their teams. They're not just arguing on behalf of themselves because Scherzer doesn't care about any of this. Scherzer's going to make $45 million a year at the end of the day no matter what. So, But he's arguing on behalf of... You know, yeah, the you love to see players in his organization who are But how do, you, how do you take that seriously as an owner? I mean, how do you take that seriously? Because he's one of the guy, best players in how, baseball. How do you Nolan. take it seriously when you have the guy that just got the biggest contract in MLB history telling you that the players need more money? Well, okay. Like, yeah, you, it's you, not it's just, just Max like, Scherzer. And there are examples. Like, he's not just going to be like, I don't make enough. He's going to be like... I don't hey, think hey. you think of that. I think I don't think he thinks of it that way. I think, like... He's ad- He's just advocating for that. You know, like how LeBron, LeBron ad- advocates for equality and freedom. So, like, it why? It easier? Wouldn't it make it easier if you're hearing from those guys directly? But you don't know they who they are, they man. They are sometimes. It's, it's, like, he has a huge following. He has millions of fans. Like, I bet, like, a lot of these prospects aren't it, very it well known. It doesn't matter. Nobody... So? That, that so no, they can't advocate for themselves. Wrong. That's my point. Yeah, no. And, That's and, why and MLBPA, they need to do further. MLBPA is made up of guys who are veterans who are trusted, you know, respected guys. Prospects who don't make that much money aren't there because they just, they can't be. You know, they're not part of that. It's, it's an elite committee. You know, you have to be respected. Mm-hmm. You have to be trusted within the community. And these guys are because they've been around a long time and they've seen it. And, and there was a time where Max Scherzer was in the minor leagues, you know, maybe in high A, wonder, no, looking at his career trajectory and being like, how the hell am I ever going to make it and how the hell am I ever going to make money? He just happened to be really good at what he did and he hit the jackpot getting a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of these guys but, don't, so they need it immediately. They need to mm-hmm. make sure they're going to get something out of it. Now I've moved over to the player side, hearing that what like what the pre-arb and everything is like and what this uh, money thing, whatever, it's not like what we thought it was. The minimum okay. thing... Okay, so, wait, thing so what is it? So what, like... What it's is a what? bonus pool. A pre arbitration is a bonus pool that teams have to give their players. To give their players who are in pre arbitration. Yeah, like they split it okay. throughout the prospects, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guys who come so, up. So, okay, but so like. How so, like, many Vladdy right now is making the minimum. Vladdy is, deserves a lot of money right now. So, if the pre arbitration pool is $85 million, then they can give something like 20 of that to Vladdy because of how good of a season he had, right? Because he's got another okay. three years. Yeah, but it's more focused on it's more focused on the players who aren't making a lot of money, though. No, but or I guess he isn't, right? He he's making minimum. He's, he makes league minimum for the next. But he's gonna get an extension, no? Yeah, yeah, but he, for he now, still he hasn't made really anything in his big league career after having you know one of the best seasons 
in the yeah. last decade. So, okay, okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. That makes that makes a lot of sense. So do you guys still think it's like the players' fault? I guess. Mm, no. I don't think it's like I, I. I don't. I never like. I never really thought that it was the players' fault. I I thought it was everyone's fault. But I think. I mean, you literally just, said that. Just, no, but I said I was kind of like starting to blame a little more on the players because I said like before what they were fighting for was very good, but then I think they got <laughs> some of what they were asking for, and then still weren't really willing to budge when it seemed like. But if they weren't getting what they were asking for on the major issues, like the big thing is the CBT, which the MLB was like, we're not going to make any changes to that, which is ridiculous. Like, no matter This happens in the real world, too. Like, big, big billionaire owners such as Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, they have millions of workers. But it's like, at the same time, the players also weren't going to change their act. They have millions of millions. But Nolan, no matter how high the offer was from the players, the owners said, we're not going to change anything, anything. And just with the basic laws of inflation, that would be ridiculous, right? Because eventually it's got to go up because prices are going up, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they also changed on other issues. Okay, the minimum. The minimum is great, but this is the minimum that's in every league. Every league is a minimum of like 700K. Yeah, but, yeah, but the players still want more, which... That that to me is the one thing. The minimum, I think the players are asking for too much. On but that. they can't. They're not just going to say we agree on the minimum because they're offended by the other offers that the owners have given them, which they're rightfully so. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, thank you guys. Like they have to be like, no, this all is crap because they want. Well, they as much did as that they for the get. playoffs. Huh? They did that for the playoff format. But it's very different. The playoffs, like, it's a small issue because it doesn't involve anything, you know, money. Money wise, yeah. Well, no, that's not true. Bonuses, for the league, it I guess. For the players, it doesn't really. Yeah, but I don't know. I okay, just... so in summary, like both parties are at fault here, because they are not. They have not come to a decision that um. But that the generates... players are fighting for what they need, and so I then I. That I, generates I... happiness for both sides, but I think that something has to eventually happen, and I think that both parties are actually working very hard to do so. Uh, well, not hard enough. They didn't negotiate for 40 whole days. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Said, like, let's and, go down it, to the wire. It's like doing a paper, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Let's just say neither yeah. side wants what, what's best for their family. Yeah, well, they waited last minute. And... So, I just, yeah. I mean, well, the players are also, yeah. you know, they're also saying it's for the future generations, which is true. Like, this CBA is going to last a long time. If they give in, minor leaguers again are going to have to come up and not make that, not make enough money. So, although it's not, none of it's good for the fans, they have to stand up for the good. Yeah, of, like, and there's an absolute, there's a massive pay gap job. between the people who are part of one side and the people who are part of the other side. If you, it's like people getting paid minimum wage versus people that are top of the zero point one percent. Sure, but uh, that, that's all. That's what, how it was always going to be. But okay, I'm telling but, you that's how it is. Yeah, but I'm saying like that's not what's going to change. Okay, we're... So like... okay. Okay, let's move on. Move on. I think we've set our case on the lockout. Okay, uh, let's talk about the NHL a little bit here. Um, so, first up, we got Erasmus Ristolainen, uh, one of the worst defenders defensive-wise in the NHL, declining a $6.3 million, a reported $6.3 times six-year million dollar, $6.3 million six-year contract. So, from Ristolainen's perspective, I do not get it. From the Flyers' perspective, I do not get it. It's like Schroeder. It's like Schroeder declining an $82 million contract yeah, from the Lakers. Is. Yeah. You're way yeah. overvaluing then yourself. It, then, you then he's going to go into free agency and make... And sign for $8 mil, yeah. yeah. In it's his nothing. case, he could even... In Because Chuck Fletcher is a horrible GM. He's never been good. It's, it's beyond yeah. why he ever has a job. Like... He hasn't done good at anything in, in the NHL. He was terrible with the Wild. He signed Suter and Parise to some of the worst contracts of all time. And they're like, yeah. Phil's like, you know what? We want you to come in and do whatever. He's he's yeah. made a mess of the team. They're a joke now, yeah. an absolute joke. To has no Jeez, idea. Jeez, man. You're just hating on him. But they deserve it. Oh, I mean, Jeff Fletcher yeah, deserves it. He's incompetent. Yeah. Like, what are you but doing? I just, I just... I don't know, like, I don't know why this is happening around the NHL so much, but it's, like, 
first the Flyers were like, you know, looking into trading Claude Giroux and he probably will be traded, but then they're still offering $6 million contracts when like, it seems that if you're going to trade your best player, then you're probably going into a rebuild. And same with uh, the Canucks who are talking about trading JT Miller, who's their best player, or Brock. Oh, yeah, Spencer, I've, I've seen reports about that. Still, yeah, but then still trying to build around all the other guys. Like, I, I don't really understand, like, you know, I think, why that's going on. I, I think know. a lot of what the NHL is right now, it's so much built on name value. It's so much built. Yeah, very true. PMs, yeah. Like, just think, okay, here's an example yeah. of the offseason. They, it, it feels like the, like the least analytically based, like, market in sports. Yeah, like it. It feels like yeah, none of. of none of the talk. Like Ben Sherratt being talked about so much by so many, like ha- saying that like so many good contending teams have interest in him, and like they're probably going to get a first round pick from. Like they don't deserve that. He's literally the worst player in the NHL this year. Like, <laughs> well, that's not true. No, it no, is. it is true. It is true. He's not literally the worst player no, in the NHL. He is. This he like, absolutely is. He gives up. He, he costs his team worst the most player goals. In the NHL. He takes an incredible yeah. amount of penalties, like an incredible amount, for a guy yeah. who's like. And people, you know, GM. Some GMs will just be like, "Oh, that's physicality. We need that." And yeah. you know, he he's on the ice for so many goals. Like, oh, he's just on the Habs. He costs his team so many goals. I don't know what the excuse is for that. And he doesn't score any because his defense. And they went from an amazing. Yeah goalie in the playoffs last year to this it's because so many of the front office members of these teams are just former players who are like old school minded and And not ready to carry over into the new generation of analytics the nhl is a league Mm -hmm. where they just keep recycling upper management guys and recycling them until you know they're 80 and they're in a position where they have way too much power and have no clue what they're doing anymore like so many guys need to retire already and, yeah. still and that's why, that's why I feel like, like when like when Leafs fans are like, fire Kyle Dubas if they don't win this year. Like no, like he mm-hmm. he actually is a case for GM in the league because like he's like one out of the very few, if any, that are actually analytically minded and know what they're looking for. Like mm-hmm. like it's crazy I mean, to me that there are still teams in the NHL who don't even have an analytics department. Like how yeah. is that possible? Who has that? Who doesn't have that? The Oilers didn't have one. I know the Ducks don't have one, and there are like probably five other teams who don't. Like. And guess yeah. what? Those teams suck. Uh, well, well, not the Oilers I guess, anymore. I mean, the but, Oilers now have one because they. Yeah. Because now they're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they didn't for a while. Yeah, I think just the yeah. this wrist line. And thing, to me, I think like if the end, like obviously it is right now, but. If, even if they were analytically based, like, a little bit more than they are now, it's still, like, the playoffs in the NHL is a more different game compared to their regular season mm-hmm. than probably any other sport. So, I understand Yeah, why, which is like, why I'm okay yeah. with them not being, like, so analytically driven. And yeah. I, I'm fine saying, this guy's physical, let's add him. Let's, let's yeah. bring him for the playoffs. That's fine, because it is a different atmosphere. But to just be like no analytics at all, and just be offering yeah. these contracts to a player yeah. who was good like four years ago, moderately yeah. good, just be and just because he got a lot of points, like it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you're looking for difference makers in the playoffs, but when like you you have no analytics at all to like have a reason to trade for them, like, like if you want a big body's going to be in the playoffs, don't pay a first round pick. Pay a fourth round pick for Zidane for Zidane Ochara. Like yeah, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Gets the name yeah. of Chara. Why not? I, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like him going to the Leafs. Like, that would be crazy. Yes, I feel like it's just, yeah. yeah. Like, like imagine he won a cup here. Like, that is like, this would be, a, this is going to be his last year in the NHL. Like, imagine the team he tore up for, you know, a decade. He comes here, wins the Stanley Cup. I, that, I would freak, but, yes, you know, awesome. I digress, whatever. Um, yeah. I think Leafs uh, okay. are going to yeah, go with Jurassic in goal. Tonight against Buffalo, he's got a first game. time in his Leafs career that he is playing back-to-back games. That's absurd. Oh, yeah, and he is so ass. No, no. I mean, okay, his game against Washington, thirty saves. That's very solid. Three mm-hmm. goals against. It's not ideal, but like it is what it is. They gotta win. He played well enough for them to win. You know. Yeah. Defense yeah. was yeah. fine, and he was he was good. 
So, tonight against Buffalo, I mean, he has to have a great game. There's no excuse. We'll see. I don't think he will. I don't want to, like, I don't want to. I want to play Buffalo. Huh? I think he'll be good. Yeah. Morozik isn't terrible. No, he's not terrible. And he's, he's found his groove. Yeah. yeah. I, I, want, I want this to be the start of him finding his groove. And, I, and it's, it's, he's, got a, he's got a perfect opportunity to do it tonight in Buffalo to prove mm-hmm. to the yeah. Leafs I can play back-to-back games because he hasn't done that at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. ever, yeah. And then shut I mean, him, give up one goal, fine. You proved yeah. it. Anything more like, it's Buffalo. Come on, man. Yeah. And, I mean, at this point... The Leafs are playing some of their best hockey that that they've played all year. Um, you know, obviously the the goaltending is struggling and the power play has struggled a little bit in the last few games. Um, but you know, those are issues that can be easily resolved for this team. Like, you know, they're if they win tonight's game, which is I don't want to jinx anything, but like they're playing Buffalo, then they're tied for uh, the lead in their division with Tampa. Um, and they move ahead of Florida, which it would be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but it that would, it it would be very impressive because like even in a time where their power where their special teams, um, well, I guess not their penalty kill, but their power play and their goaltending is struggling after doing so well. You know, it, like when those issues get resolved, which they very easily can, because the Leafs still hold the number one power play in the NHL, and you know, I. Peter Mrazek and Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell especially, um, you know, I highly expect that they're going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with all of that falling into place, like, this, this is a very good team. It really this is. This is a very good team. Yeah. And I think that that can move us into our next point of for such a good team. But I have a yeah. question. I have a question. Do you think that we would yeah. be, like, the absolute best team in the league right now if we still had Freddie Anderson? No. Uh, no, I think we'd be... Like, 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 are you talking about, like, it, with the way Freddie's playing right now? Yes. Or, like, if... Well, well yes. okay. Well, okay. yes, but yes, he, wouldn't he wouldn't play this way on the he Leafs. Like, he, yeah. he, Why wouldn't he play this way on the Leafs? Because the defense is much better on Carolina. Carolina, like... On the Canes, man? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. it's the same thing with yeah, Peter Morassic. Like, it's, it's, it's evident. Like, it's it's no secret. You go to Carolina, you're going to boost your stats. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Peter Morassic... Like, I, I, yeah, I love the guy, but like his he's his his career has definitely been inflated by a really nice season surrounded by Carolina's defense, and and it's it's yeah. clear like it is what it is. But the Leafs just aren't up there with those top teams in defense, and they never yeah. have been. And then even still, they lost Dougie Hamilton, and they still have one of the one of the best defensive teams in the Ethan NHL. Bear, man. Yeah, like oh, they just Bear. they added D'Angelo and Bear. Who I know, love Ethan Bear. I, I can't say I like D'Angelo as a guy, but as a player, like he's. What did stuck. he do? What did he do? Um, he's he's very, he's very, he's very. Is he pissy? like Leon? Dressed? He's pissy like Leon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's pissy. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah. So back to what I was saying. Uh, with as well as the team is playing, and the cap space that they have, seems like they have deserved and will make. A uh, pretty big-time trade, maybe a couple good trades. And that is why the Leafs had scouts at the Vancouver versus New Jersey. Oh, my God, they're going for Miller. Ago. They're going for <laughs> Miller. And then, well, no, there are reports afterwards. Yes, some of the scouting was around Miller, but they've shifted their primary focus on the Canucks to Connor Garland. Wow. Which... Let me just say, this makes. What about a, lot a package of... deal, Garland and Miller? They, they uh, unfortunately they wouldn't be able to get that done because of salaries, and like. Well, they could. They could. They could try. Wait, how much does Garland make? Let's. Let's. I'll get on that. He makes uh, five million dollars. Oh, it okay. would be extremely tough. Like oh, dude. Yeah. Um, well, then Garland I'm not so sure they'd trade. That's to too retain. much. They'd have to. That is too much. They'd have to retain for it to be worthwhile. He's. he's yeah. The thing about Connor Garland is he's locked up for a long time. He's here until 2025, yeah. 2026. You okay, gotta be yeah. sure. Please, Leafs, don't trade for Connor. For Vancouver to retain, we have to have a lot of faith in him. We have to have a lot of faith in him. I like the fit if he's a rental, but like. Yeah, exactly. That long, like, that, that two, much three, money, like. like, do not like yeah, maybe, cool. maybe two years, but like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, but like this current good. contract, yeah. I don't know how much I'd love it. I mean, there are scouts. I wouldn't read much into the scouts thing, really. There are scouts at 
I think almost half the teams have scouts at every game, pretty much. Like, all there are scouts everywhere right now. That's mm. just how it is around trade deadline time. I think the Leafs in Vancouver as a trading partner make a lot of sense. Yeah. Because they have defense that they want to move out. And I think Justin... And, you know, not even reading too much into, like, like um, the actual, like, players on the team, the actual rosters, like, just logic-wise, like, both teams are, like, just... Because, you know, like, you want to go to some cities and you don't want to go to other cities. So, like, you know, these two teams, they're both in Canada, which may not seem like a lot, but, like, it wouldn't be that big of a move necessarily. And, it's like, a, you, you're well, still in the same country. Yes. Because, is- no, because one of the part, like, it, it may not seem like much, but one of, like, the one of the main reasons why players don't want to get traded is the moving part. The is, move is, is still yeah. incredibly long. Vancouver to Toronto yeah. is a five-hour flight. Like, it's not an easy move. It's not an easy move, but, like, it's better than switching countries, you know? Yeah. 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 You could remain familiar with Tim Hortons. And... Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Garland's from Massachusetts, so he probably wants to be in Boston. Um, anyway, Vancouver Leafs, I like it as a trade partner. Do I think anything's going to happen there? I, I really don't. I, I, I don't see the Yeah, I agree. Enough. The problem is they're both guys with term, and the Leafs, both guys $5 million with term, and the Leafs have, would have to do a lot of, you know, moving things around if they want to make that work. Especially yeah. with their cable being a free agent. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on here. I think we can talk about the Ducks thing. So, sure. Manson, Lindholm. Wait, wait, Cal. first, first, first. The Leafs are playing at home tonight, and they are back to full capacity for the first time in yes. over two years. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Same with that the Raptors. Is... Yeah, same with the Raptors, I was going to yeah. say. Toronto Sports yeah. are back, so that's... Uh, so that's nice. nice. Best uh, fans in the world. It's, it, speaking of Canada, it's Justin Bieber's birthday today. So. And they've got, happy you know, they've birthday. each... Yeah, happy birthday. No, I think it was like yesterday. It. I think it was yesterday. No, it's definitely... I will switch that up. I feel up. like it was so yesterday. Max, oh, get on the chat. We yeah. need them. It was yesterday. Oh, but he's just reposting them all now. Yeah, Seth, oh. you lied to everyone, man. Seth? Happy birthday, well. Justin. Okay. First, yes. Thank first. Thank you, Justin. Um, okay. So, yeah, Raquel, Lindholm, Manson... If the Ducks don't sign them to extensions, they're going to move them. So, I mean... Sick. I don't think they're getting anyone extended there. I don't think they really want to. Maybe Lindholm they want to bring back. Raquel, I think, they've... It's kind of like... He's done all he can for that franchise. And right now, he's on. He's really not performing that well with them. So, I think he, he and the team... Both he's teams. dried out. He's dried out. Um, I think a change of scenery would be good for him. And uh, Manson, like... It just seems like there have been trade talks with him for so, so long at this point that they may just pull the trigger here. So I think each of these guys, Lindholm first-round pick, Manson first-round pick, and Raquel like a third or a second. So, yeah. You know, it's it's it's, yeah. it's exciting because I think we're shaping up to have a really, really, really exciting trade deadline on March 21st here in the NHL. For sure, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely. Speaking are- of March... March Madness is coming up in like 10 days. Uh, I think me uh, specifically, maybe Nolan because he likes basketball, but I'm going to keep everyone up to date on it. I'm very excited. Uh, My winner right now, I'm not sure. Kentucky, Baylor, they're very good. I'm not really sure uh, because I'm not too much into it, but I will be watching March Madness, and I hope everyone else does too. Yes. Okay. I think we can move on um, from hockey unless we... Yes, I'll get it started. Yeah, I'll let's get move it on to the NBA. Here we go, guys. Here we go. All right. So, <clears throat> um, speaking of full capacity, Raptors are back. They played their first night. And they played their first game yesterday, I think, with full capacity, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah. against the Brooklyn Nets, who are now the 8th seed to a 7 versus 8. The Raptors won in a close game. I um, mean, the buzzer beater, except it was not a game-winning buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragic, they played against their, their former team at Dragic, and this, everyone in the stands was booing him. Oh, that was everyone awesome. hated him. It was so great because he guys... is such an arsehole. Yes, especially, like, yeah, for, Raptors, yeah. for the Raptors. Like, yeah, he truly yeah. is. And it was good to see them play in their first game. He was back. He's balding. He sucks. And it's good to see him just He's suck so bad. Gosh. He's squashed. He used to be an all-star. Now he's not an all-star. Now he sucks. And the Raptors, yeah. 
winning two against the Nets in a home and home series. I, that's it's really incredible. Like it's, it's not incredible because they're a bad team. Still, it was a great well, series. That's not a bad team, but they just didn't have the good play. players like Malik They don't have Cody. they don't have their best three, and currently the best players like Andre Drummond or Patty Mills, which is not very good. But like, speaking of the Nets, like let's dive into their roster. You know, Bruce Brown had a good game. Cam, like Cam Thomas yeah, had yeah. a good game. Uh, and what's his name? Claxton had a good game. Those two guys are really young, promising Future guys. Raptor. Future Raptor, for sure. Who, Cam Thomas? No, Claxton, definitely. Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like there yeah. will be an off-season trade for him. And speaking of the off-season, how about it? Uh, many, There's a lot of speculation about the off-season. We'll talk about it more when it's near, but like... Tobias Harris is a huge guy that I think is going to get traded. There's a lot of speculation. He's valuable. He's averaging nearly 20 points a game. He's a really good scorer. He's, he's a good two-way player. Uh, I think the 76ers will trade him because he is not really necessary, and they can get a lot of depth what they just give away to the Nets. So I think they will definitely trade him in the offseason. What is a trade for Tobias Harris? What does that look like, Nolan? Picks uh, and young players. <laughs> like... They're not they're, the the 76ers aren't looking to acquire anybody else like any anybody like a good NBA player in return for them. Like there is already sure. there's rumors uh, around this deadline that uh, they had talks with OKC and you know like which good players would they be getting from OKC? For Tobias Harris, nobody. No, but Luke like, Dort. They, but no, but they said it. First of all, OKC wouldn't give him up. Second of all, uh, they said that it was just because the Seventy Sixers wanted the cap space to be able to sign Harden to a huge extension. Right. Uh, but they got lucky because Harden they traded away Drummond in. and whatever. Well, no, no, because Harden missed his opt in. Oh, right, 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 right. right. The contract, but they're. I mean, they're kind of going to have to trade Tobias Harris. He's making like $35 million. He's not even close to worth that. Like, Michael left? Sorry? Michael left. That's okay. Oh, no. It's okay. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, that's okay. So, yeah, I just I um, think we should talk about, um, you know, Malachi the Flynn. Ru- yeah, Malachi Flynn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Malachi Flynn. Um, controversial player? Because it was dad. Hello? 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 Hello, Hello, Micah. Hello. 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 Okay, so now we're talking about Malachi Flynn. Oh, man. And uh, Malachi Flynn is a good, solid young player, and he's been good in the last stretch of games. And, uh, but he has a very controversial dad. Uh, Like a couple other NBA players. Like the balls. Yes. But um, focusing on Malachi as a player. Uh, he, the, this, the Raptors, like, at this deadline, they, I think people were quite upset because, like, I think everyone liked the addition of Thad Young, but still He was actually good last night. He was very good. He was good. Yeah, and, and, and people thought that the Raptors should still, like, go out and get another guard or another shooter or something uh, because, like, their bench hadn't been playing at all. And aside from, like, Gary and Freddie in the starting lineup, or mm-hmm. in the in I guess like the seven or eight man rotation that they were playing, like those were the only two like phenomenal shooters. Yeah, um, maybe Siakam too. He's good from three. Yeah, yeah, he's like thirty five percent. But that's why I think like if Malachi Flynn can really continue playing the way that he has, like that could be so good for this team. Could be yet another steal uh, with a late first round pick. For no, Tyler. man, I think you're overrating him. Yeah, I think no, he's no, okay, so okay. not good. No, no. At this no, point, no, he's so very good. Listen, <laughs> the past two when no, listen, when Malachi Flynn this season has played over 15 minutes, oh he God. averages six, 16 points per game. Four assists per game. And that's what. Rebounds. That's less than a bucket a minute. That ain't good. Sixteen points per game when he plays over fifteen or more minutes. Again, but you, okay, but if you're scoring like less than a bu- if you're scoring half a bucket a minute, that's not that good. That's very good. 
You want players to score a bucket every minute? <laughs> yes, it does. I want it to happen for Malachi. No, I think you're kind of... That like, doesn't happen. I know what you're saying. But I feel like you love him. I feel like you love him, and I don't a, love he's him. He's a late first round. I don't love him, but he's a good... Like, he's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's exactly what he's supposed to be. A steal would be like a guy who's in the starting lineup every night. Yes, exactly. Like, he is absolutely not a steal. <laughs> he he's could a, still he's, in. He and could be. He could. I'm saying he's exactly what a he's exactly what a first he's exactly what a late first round pick is supposed to be. He was drafted 29th overall. He's not he supposed to be played. exceptionally good. He's not he supposed to be. <laughs> he has played. What do you mean? No, he has not played this year. He hasn't played play one minute. He doesn't play at all. Micah. Yes, Max. Before this last stretch, he hasn't played at all. Jokic is averaging 33 minutes and 25 and a half points for uh, every game. Good for him. Dad, Thanks. Okay, Malachi's three-point percentage like, is around twenty-nine percent. Like, again, it's 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 okay. It's like, good. It's, it's like what you can on. expect him to do because he's not like he's not gonna perform like an actual good high draft round pick would. He's gonna perform like a late draft round pick does. Yeah, but now he's gotten the opportunity and he is playing very well. But like, I don't know. Maybe they should give him a chance. But like I feel like he's not they, gonna perform as well as he's nice. Okay, it's nice for his confidence. Very good. Nice for his confidence to fill in. He looked very confident with the ball. He wasn't. She wasn't shying away from shooting, which was great for him. You know, I think he played very solid, and it's good to build his confidence back up because honestly, he's been not playing so much. It's like it, it can hurt your confidence a little bit. So yeah, plus, plus people forget last year, like when the team was hit with COVID and injuries toward like middle to end of the year, and. Uh, Fred, Freddie and Kyle were each out. They needed to use Malachi Flynn as a starter, and he performed very, very well. He did. He did. That is true. And now, again, this season, middle middle to end of the year, and he's getting an opportunity because Freddie's injured, and he's doing very well again. Like, yeah. you know, the, he's going to start getting more minutes. Like, he's going to start playing more backup guard over, like, Delano Banton probably. And uh -huh. yeah, I support that. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Like, speaking Malachi, of Flynn can be a good bench player. Speaking of being a good bench player without the word bench. So speaking of being a good player, Scotty Barnes over the last I would say five-ish, six-ish games, maybe more actually, more than that, ten games has been an absolute maniac on the court. He is. I think he's probably the best or second best two-way rookie in the league, uh, other than Mobley, who is also a good scorer and a great defender. I think it's between him and 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 Mobley. But anyways, um, Scotty has been scoring like a maniac. He, his, his averages are very good. He has been looking like one of the best players on Toronto right now. Uh, can he win Rookie of the Year, or is it only Mobley? What do you think? Um, in the running, I mean. My... My opinion on this is like uh, a few days ago where he said, I mean, I know he had 28 against Brooklyn the first game. Yeah. But before that, I think it was against Charlotte. He set his career high with 28 points. Yeah. And obviously he just said it again. And But in that first game where he scored 28, Nick Nurse said that he was incredibly impressed because like they barely even drew up any plays for him. Yeah, I heard, so, and I heard he was actually yelling at Nurse for not drawing any plays for him and not including him in what was like what the plays were, kind of. If you catch yeah. My drift. So I think, you know, if he if he starts getting more plays, kind of drawn to him a little bit, and, yes, then he can produce you know, more. Yeah, I mean, okay. Right now, if we if we compared the the stats of Mobley and Scotty, they're each averaging uh, four point eight points per game 4.8 uh, sorry 14.8 i don't know why i said 4 14.8 okay. okay um mobley out rebound scotty at at he is 8.2 and scotty averages 7.5 uh scotty averages 3.3 assists and mobley averages 2.6 and i mean they each shoot about and scotty also averages a steal in a block too uh yeah and mobley averages two blocks in a steal so, but I mean, uh, Scotty's also a better three-point shooter as he shoots thirty-one percent, and Mobley shoots twenty-six. So it's like it's it's very close. It is very I mean, close. 
And those two guys, I feel like, are top two right now, but I feel like Cade, man. Cade is so good. And he's not even on a good team, and that might be why, but he's really, he's a really, really solid player. I, I think he should have been taken first overall or second overall. Like, in his, in he this was last... taken first overall. No, I know. I'm just saying I think he should have been. Like, I think that was fair. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so in in this past five-game stretch alone, he's he's had 20 and 9, 19 and 5, 25 and 7, 17 and 6, 20 and 8, 12 and 4. That's points and rebounds. That's that's crazy. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's really good for a young player. I feel yeah. like. And I yeah. think, and I think next year they probably won't have Jeremy Grant either. Like they probably will have gotten rid of him by that Most point. Likely. Yeah. Um. So you know he's going to get an opportunity to lead a bad team but they're they're young and they can definitely yeah. get better but it's probably still going to be a long time away um mm-hmm. but yeah kid's a very good player but i think right now for this year the rookie of the year race is between scotty and mobley i mean okay. i i'm saying that mobley's still gonna win because i think you know uh, scotty yeah, isn't probably. gonna average 28.3 for the rest of the year and also because mobley's on a better team True. um so I think they'll end up giving it to Mobley, but if Scotty can continue this stretch down mm-hmm. down to the end of the year, it's it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Hundred percent. So okay, final yep. segment time. Yep. I'm giving to Max Horst. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Max. This MLB player, left-handed pitcher. Chris Sale. No, not Chris Uh-oh. Sale. This player pitched, 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 pitched 12 seasons. So, probably not current, if you said, if you said it like that. Well, what do you think? You can infer. Sorry, who'd you guess? Sandy Koufax. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, I feel was... like that was a good hand. How did he get that, man? Because the left-handed pitcher never yeah. No, no, because yeah, because it's because it's you, Micah. Oh, I'm you sorry. Know, everyone gets it early with you. And also, I all right. The Koufax didn't play a lot of seasons. Yeah. Or at least as much as a lot of people. Oh let, damn let it! Seth now, okay, I want to okay. give it to Seth now. Okay, Grim. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Seth, Seth, requesting an NHL player, and uh, your first hint is that this NHL player is Canadian. Um. <clears throat> Let's go with uh, Mark Shifley. It is not. This NHL player is a center. Yes, a Canadian center. Um, John Tavares. It is not. This Canadian NHL center is 34 years of age. 34... I don't know how good he is. Um, Patrice Bergeron. It is not. This Canadian NHL center, who is 34 years of age, played on Team Canada at the Olympics. Is this Eric Stahl? It is not. No, oh, man. Your final hint. Wait, what? Like, what a Canadian. Olympic? Huh? What Olympics? Not this Olympics. Oh, but you you should have specified that. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying that he. he yeah, he said the Olympics. How is that not? I feel like that's okay. Because it, when you say the Olympics, it makes you think the most recent Olympics. But okay. But he played yeah. in the Olympics. Uh, Why well, I, I wouldn't assume that if I were you. Yeah. Well, I guess if I were yeah. you, I would. But if I was He's me, just I would. Played on Team Canada in the Olympics. Okay. And, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Final hint. Final hint. He is on the Philadelphia Flyers. Claude Giroux. Yes, Claude Giroux. Okay. okay. I'll give to Micah. Okay, go. This NBA player is 31 years old. This NBA player is 31 years old. Uh, I'll go with Russell Westbrook. It is not. He is six foot two and 185 pounds. Uh, Chris Paul. Nope. Shoot. He's a shooting guard and a point guard. Or at least basketball reference says he is. James Harden. No. What? No. He is currently on the Nets. 
Wait. Oh, Kyrie Irving. It is not. What? Oh, no. But he is brothers know. with one of the best NBA players. Sorry, what'd you say? He is currently brothers with one of the best NBA players. Oh, Seth Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Damn that, man. Okay. Here's a part of the hard trade. Okay. This player was drafted in 2013. What by... league? What league? Tell what league. This NHL player was drafted yeah. by the Phoenix Coyotes in 2013. The Phoenix Coyotes? Yes. In what year? 2013. Okay. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, um, Michael Bunting. It is not Michael Bunting. Like, oh. um, this player is um a little bit short, I would say, at uh, a 5'10", and he also currently plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, ooh. This is Boone Jenner. It is not Boone Jenner. Ah, man. Max wins, man. Scored a career-high 72 points back in the 2018-19 season on the Montreal Canadiens. So he was on the Canadiens 2018. So... Plays for Columbus, was on Montreal, drafted by the Coyotes, very short. He's that, a short king. Uh, okay, that, uh, oh man, is it Max Domi? It is Max Domi. He was drafted in 2013? Yes, 12th overall. Oh, no, that, that's what I was going to guess, but I was like, I thought he was drafted like the much later than that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those yeah. guys who just like. Yeah, I thought he was like time. still young. He's only, he's only twenty-seven, but he was drafted in twenty thirteen, yeah. which is kind of. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Very very interesting. Okay, so uh, huh. Max with the win. Um. He... Wait, let me just ask one question. What was your final hint going to be? Um, my final hint was going to be that he was drafted twelfth overall, and he's a. Pending UFA. Ah, okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. Oh, it's his birthday. I think. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Oh, happy nice. birthday, Matt. JB and Matt Domi. That's crazy. It is March second. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Huh. That's uh, that's like, the craziest thing. Reference yeah. and I said, "Uh, happy birthday." That is that is funny. And, uh, happy and birthday, yesterday Matt was Domi. yesterday was yesterday was my dog's birthday. Oh, yeah. Mo, Mo. Yeah. Tomorrow's Mo. my birthday. Oh, oh. Callie, Callie, Callie. Uh, so oh, Max Domi sits at ninety-nine points right now, actually. So um, get to a hundred, oh. Max. Uh, get to a hundred on the Leafs. And yeah. then oh, he has three hundred points, ninety-nine goals. You know what, Max? Don't come to the Leafs this year because you make five point three. Come to the Leafs. In the offseason here yeah. at 1.5. So, uh, anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I've tied. Follow us on TikTok. I'm, I'm going to go film one. So, um, yeah, and tell all your friends. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Tell all yeah. All right. Peace.